Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Still hear a slight hum, but not a crackling. Plug your other mic in. I'm hearing a hum. You're hearing a hum? Yeah, it's like... It's more like a whine than a hum. That's, that's just my normal voice, then. going on with this thing how do i sound now you sound good did you try a different usb plug i made that yeah yeah it sounds yes, great I did. sounds great all right so let's, let's you, do you this plug it in can. the second time and went it went and you're like you're like way like you're at the end of a like a tunnel you were like whoa and i was like ooh, and you were like ah <laughs> so okay <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Avengers Spotlight. Today we are discussing not a storyline, not anything spectacular, just a one-off show. And we're going to cover an annual that I kind of, I just liked to cover and was interested and did, hadn't read it in a long time. So I said, Paul, let's do this. So tonight we're going to do Avengers Annual number 11. And, uh, yeah, well, it's it's kind of back to our random roots a little bit, but it's yeah. also, you know, we're in between the Celestial Madonna saga and the Old West saga, even though, you know, we've kind of acted as if they were interrelated the whole time. Uh, there is a little gap between them, and, you know, this, they are different stories, even though they come so close in time. So I, I don't think it's a big deal that we're interrupting your normally scheduled programming for this special issue. And this one is special because we get... Uh... You get a guest appearance by the Defenders. Yeah, we get the Avengers Defenders Clash Part 2. Part 2. Had they clashed previously? Well, there was the Avengers Defenders Clash. Well, no, 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 no. The... I, know, I know that one, but they've never clashed since then? Hmm. Like No, I don't think in between. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't remember anywhere else. Uh... Huh. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, in our resident bad guy this time around... Uh, well, I guess there's no new Avengers news. We're still waiting for the movie to drop at the, as of this recording, which there I just blew your mandate that says, these these shows need to be timeless, can be dropped in at any time. You've just dated us, Bill, you son of a man. <laughs> well, since, since you've dated us now, uh, yeah, I already have my tickets for uh, the Friday night uh, opener for the new movie. Which is in Looking a month forward from now. To oh, out. wow, I really dated us now. Yeah, you, you know what? You're like in a comic book where they say, this happens in 1967, <laughs> but read it in 2018 and pretend it's recent. This happens on March 29th at 7.40 p.m. There, I've really dated us. I can't date us any more than if we had actually invited people on to record with us. So, 
You're going, you son of a... <laughs> so you just want me to get into the book? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's been a couple more... Uh, uh, you know, well, we'll, I you had... know the thing is, we'll, we will do, in all likelihood, one or two score episodes for the Avengers movie, which we'll probably post on the website before this one. <laughs> Probably, and you know what I'm thinking? We should do we should do a score before and a score after. Four score and seven years ago. What, yeah. what do you mean a score before? I, I understand a score before. What do you mean a score well, we after? Just, we do like an Avengers score just before the movie and what we think's going to happen, and then we do one to discuss like maybe a week later. No? Yes? Maybe? I don't know. Yo, no? Yes? Maybe? No? Yeah. Uh, I'm Mister Indecisive, Mister Noncommittal. <laughs> Captain noncommittal. I don't know. We'll see what we'll do. But I did have a thought. Uh, oh, go ahead. Insert joke there. Oh, that's a first. Um, see, I can insult myself. I'll do it here. I don't need to wait till I get home. Um, uh, yeah, that was my thought. So I did not notice in any of the... Co- uh, I just saw an Avengers commercial. Are you staying away from the commercials? Uh, the trailers? I saw the last trailer. You so... see where, where the vision was human? I didn't look at it that closely, so no, I didn't oh, catch whoops, that. spoiler. Yeah, there was one where he was blatantly human, and he just had the gem in his forehead. And I, which is funny, because about a week ago, I was just happened to be thinking about the movie, and I was thinking about the Infinity Gauntlet, and if Thanos had all the gems, he could, well, at least maybe with the reality gem, I was, gem, I was wondering if he would turn Vision human, and that's how they could impregnate Wanda. And then I saw that commercial, and I went, Man, he's human in that picture, but that could just be a. Um, he may have just learned to, to change his outward appearance or some type of um, Stark tech to make him look human. I I don't know. And, and I'm not sold on the idea that they're going to impregnate Wanda. Eh, you never know. It it could alter reality with the gauntlet. Stranger things. Have oh, happened. he can. They could they could do that story. I just don't know that they are going to do it. Wanda, it's your kids. Doc, what are they assholes? No. Shut up, you two. Do is not that, do this. Is that me and the dog, or is that just two dogs? No, it's two, two dogs. Two dogs in her, one dog leaves. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. <laughs> Get, him, right, him, so... Get him, Eleven. Get him. Get him. Bark, 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 bark. Bark, 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 bark. Shut up, Disney. Shut up. Paul maintains such control. I gotta I got give him some food. Hold on. I'll be right back. The man's whipped. Whipped, I tell you. Whipped by a dog. This is the portion of the show where I make fun of Paul while he goes to feed the pets, but you'll never hear this because Paul's going to edit it out to make himself sound so suave and debonair. Uh, so while we're waiting for Paul, I will take this time to, um, let's see. I think I'll find a Robert Pot Frost poem. Whoops, I lost my place in my book. Let's see. Robert Frost. Let's Robert Frost. Ah, the joy of the internet. Robert, well, maybe I should have typed in poems, dummy, because I can't find any. Robert Frost poem. Uh, let's see. I have returned. Ah, you got back before I could do, I was going to do a Robert Frost poem. <laughs> but I was going to read it like Arnold Schwarzenegger. The world will suffer for the lack of that. Now everybody's going, but, 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 but. Espresso. <sighs> I love it when I do that and nobody knows what I'm talking about. Just like most things I do. Oh, well, like <laughs> I to- told you, Ben is a... My son is trying to catch up with us with uh, our quotes and stuff. And I told you he was starting to watch uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. 
Mm -hmm. and, he's, and he's enjoying it. He's liking it. So I can't wait till he gets to Chain of Command. There are four lights. Oh, sorry. Is he planning on doing all of the Star Trek runs? DS9, Voyager, Enterprise? Well, he started, he started with the next generation. I'm like, well, you need to go back to the original series. So we'll we'll see what he does. And I explained to him, I'm like, look out for the Picard maneuver. And he's like, oh, yeah, he does that all the time. I'm like, exactly. I said, but there's two Picard maneuvers. There's the original where he actually tugs down on his thing. And uh, you know what? I, we'll probably talk about this on uh, Listen to Profits. So uh, let's just save that for that episode. See, that's a teaser, Paul. That's what they call in the business, a teaser. See, now everybody's going to want to go listen to Listen to the Profits. So or avoid it. What? Come on. We have an English guy on there. We got class, man. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Although we he is have, from the uh, north. Oh, sorry. Oh, wait. No, he does listen to this show because he's not on it. Uh-oh. Now I'm in trouble. When Ben starts walking around the house and you hear him going, Mirabani! Then you know something. <laughs> I am Ben Rock. No. <laughs> so what are we looking at today anyway? The Avengers Defenders Clash. Yeah. Avengers Annual number 11. Well, I'm going to try and turn off format around a little bit here. What, 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 ask you, what, what did you think of this book overall before we get into the details? Oh, really? You're going to ask me that now? Mm. What was your first impression of it? We'll talk about more. We'll get more specific. My in first a impression, just gen general impressions. On I story. can give you my first impression, not what I remembered. <laughs> my this is a case of nostalgia. <laughs> remembered this in a much brighter light because when I got done, I was like, "Huh, okay." <laughs> Not what I quite remembered it being. I remembered the art being a little bit better, the story being not so contrived. <laughs> I thought how, the story. How's just, about you? <laughs> in in basics, I thought the story was okay. It I didn't seems think it like was bad, but I thought the artwork. Like I just look at the artwork and I think it could be so much better. Yeah, I didn't think this qualified or this was this was a good enough story to put in an annual. This could have been just a two part in the regular series, a crossover even. It didn't yeah, well, seem... I guess the only reason it qualified for annual Link. status is because it's a you know a fight between the Avengers and the Defenders, which is not something that would normally you know that you would think there'd be some fanfare for that. That's the only reason why I think it's. It felt like a '70s story, not an '80s story, to me too. Like Story-wise, yes. More art-wise, yeah, I guess it could fit art-wise, but. Uh, you know, as we, as we go through it, I'll uh, you know we'll, we'll, I'm sure we're going to have some points on the art that we're going to point out. Yeah. But just just to start right from the cover. Uh, to me, like I, I the, the cover is almost some of the I, I like the cover. I, I actually like the cover, and I think that's why I was like, oh yeah, let's cover this. I remember this being really good. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it, and uh, like Iron Man looks kind of beefy. Silver Surfer is kind of in a strange position, but that that's okay. Right. Uh, Valkyrie, Valkyrie's face looks bad to me. And her sword looks like Weird. exceptionally unimposing. Looks like a lightsaber more than a sword. Yeah, and I don't like the way Cap's body looks. His anatomy. Well, that's because so he's that's... got the beast sitting on his chest. Yeah, but look at his legs. It's just in his ass. Just yeah, doesn't. But, his... uh, but the but the mystery woman's got some nice cleavage. That she does. She Who she's looks... she's the best drawn person on the cover. She's the, one of the best drawn people in the book. Maybe not. This is this <laughs> we'll is see. this is not my favorite iteration of the Defenders, though, with Gargoyle. Yeah, this was towards the end. This was well, yeah. not really. They still had another fifty. Around, well, I think they went they went to about issue one fifty. One fifty four, I think. Yeah. This is probably around the time of 
maybe 120, 130, somewhere around there. Uh, I want to say, I thought it was closer to like 109 or 110, but I could be wrong. So, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll get into it. So, on the cover, it says, Why do the Avengers battle the Defenders? King Size Annual, number 11, 1982. And it says, Bonus, for the first time ever, I'll look inside the official Avengers Manual. So there was like in in the initial thing um, print there was like an extra two pages that discussed the bylaws and things like that. Um, and then it says and then there's and there's a yellow arrow and it says and who is this mystery woman Nebulon has fallen for and she's dressed exactly like Nebulon same outfit except she's got cleavage and she's thinner. And then they're uh, somewhere in like a snowy mountaintop. Uh, once we get inside, we'll discover it's the Himalayas. The Himalaya! For those of you that have ridden the Himalaya at your... Himalaya? Himalaya at your local state fair or uh, dangerous uh, run carny ride by grifters. Um, and then uh, at the bottom of the page, Thor is slamming his hammer onto the Valkyrie sword. And the Beast is jumping on Cap's shield. And Iron Man's dodging a blast from... Silver Surfer and the Wasp is zipping over the top of the Silver Surfer's board, and in the background, the gargoyle's flying around and going, "Hey!" Oh. <laughs> yeah, again, I was never crazy about gargoyle. Period. Well, and our cover was done by Al Milgram. Uh, he did the pencils. Uh, well, he did the cover inks. I think he did the pencils too. I'm looking in my book. Does yeah. not tell me who did the pencils. Not quite sure. Show. I guess we've got two actual. There's two act. Well, there's a there's a five page prelude, and then the story is 33 pages. And then, but the prelude. Uh, and don't worry, everybody. I'm not going to synopsize this because, well, that would just you know take a while. So I am going to tell you from my in two two parts the official index uh, in to the Marvel Universe. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The Avengers, the official index. To the Marvel Universe book, which, like I said, sometime way in the past, is in two pieces because the spine broke. I broke its spine! <laughs> <laughs> Here's the synopsis. Oh, boy. The Alula High Tribunal stri- <laughs> High Tribunal strip the criminal Nebulon of power and banish him to Earth. Bad, bad Nebulon. Blaming the defenders for his fate, Nebulon goes to their headquarters to take revenge. After attacking Doctor Strange manservant Wong, Nebulon, become, Nebulon comes to his senses and teleports himself to the Himalayas. There he encounters Thor and convinces the Thunder God of his repentance. Nebulon's wife, who we don't find out until later in the story, so thank you for spoiling it, synopsis. Supernalia, Supernala, Supernalia, Supernatural, Supercalifragilistic, anyway, we'll call her Nala, covertly observes as Thor leaves with Nebulon for Avengers Mansion. Despite Iron Man's misgivings, the Avengers agree to help Nebulon make a home on Earth. Suddenly, suddenly, the Defenders appear to challenge Nebulon and the two teams fight. Let's get it on! Deducing that someone is manipulating the Defenders, the Avengers retreat with Nebulon to the Himalayas. Really? They couldn't have gone? They had to go to the Himalayas. Whatever. But the Defenders follow them and resume the battle. Supernala, Super Vanilla, Supernatural... Well, Nalia appears and confronts her husband, whom she wants to kill to restore the honor their family lost when he chose exile over death as punishment. Guilty. 
Guilty. She reveals that Nebulon secreted a device that he intends to use against humankind to regain his lost power. Captain America turns Nebulon's device against him, but discovers that it is killing the villain. Realizing that her own actions violated her people's code of honor. Super Vanilla? Vanilla Super? Super Shake? Mm. Nalia chooses suicide and joins her husband in the deadly rays of the device. And the little elves were dead. Oh. The heroes <laughs> ponder the alien's value of honor over life. The end. Okay. That's a pretty quick synopsis. Yeah, I know. It's pretty brief. We'll beef it up as we go. Yeah, well, we'll go through it in our usual, with our usual panache. So, first page, splash, prelude. You know, I oh. like the character. See, this is why I, I, I like the... I like the outfit of Nebulon and Supernella, Supernalia. Well, I like the Starfield. Yes, the Starfield with the because uh, he's basically he's got yellow tights with uh, black uh, upper body and waist area, and he's got like a silver like high belt thing. Like a, you look like he's wearing a WWE belt with no stuff on it. It's just silver. And then his boots are black with a star field. His crotch is black with a star field. And then he's got silver gauntlets on. And he's got long flowing white hair and a yellow body. So actually he doesn't have yellow tights. That's probably his skin color is yellow. So yeah, his well, chest is and, open. And, it, and it's all an illusion. Shh. Don't give anything away yet. Because this isn't... I mean, I guess he takes on this form. It's not that it's... It's not like an image inducer. Yeah. But, he changes but his it's, form. But it's not his natural form. Mm-hmm. He kind of gets the uh, okay. So then is his uh, alien race, which you hang on for a second. I gotta check on these two dogs. They're gonna okay. kill each other. Fight! Liu Kang wins. Dogtality. Mark, mark, mark. Oh wait, while he's gone, I can go back to the Robert Frost poem. Oh wait, what did I? What did I? Uh, uh, what did I leave it? Oh man, I had it. Son of a bitch. Ah, stopping by the woods on a snowy evening. Read by Christopher Walken. Whose woods these are, I think I know. His house is in the village, though. He will not see me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. My little horse must think it queer to stop without a farmhouse near. Between the woods and frozen lake, the darkest evening of the year. He gives his harness bells a shake to ask... If there is some mistake, the only other sounds, the sweep of easy wind and downy flake. The woods are lovely, dark and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. That was Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening, read by Christopher Walken. We now return you to Avenger Spotlight. If Paul is taking care of the dogs, I have. Whoops. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. So we get to the second page, and yeah, I guess I guess we should know that this is what his race really looks like. These giant uh, hooting the blowfish type. I mean, whatever the hell these things are. Yeah, it's like a giant slug. Not a slug. It's <laughs> like uh, like it. It looks like some lamprey thing you'd see at the bottom of the ocean at like you know seven thousand feet in the Marianas Trench. You know. Yeah, well, which which makes sense since he was trying to flood the earth to make it all covered mm. with water, so it would be inhabitable by his people. Mm. It's got like a like an alien, like a, the xenomorphs from Alien, like a mouth within a mouth kind of thing. It's got like a set of 
jaw, like a little set of lips and jaws inside this big spiky looking mouth with uh, tentacle things on its head, like feelers, antennae, and two big red eyes on each side of this massive head. So basically they're like, uh, he's like, you're condemned to stay here with that, like, you're going to be stripped with at less than half your celestial power and you'll be trapped upon the earth. Kind of like what was done to the Silver Surfer for a long time by Galactus. Forever, forever. And they tell him, silence! <laughs> Stop talking! So then they actually do a flashback and run through all the times he had messed with the uh, Defenders. and all That's the a nice page. There. Yeah. That's, the artwork is pretty decent on that. I mean, it hasn't been too bad so far. No. no so I, far, it's been, very, it's been very competent to this point. Yeah. But you know, I do feel it's going to take a turn. Oh, it, and it is. Okay, all right. I I don't. I'm not alone in that. So basically, you know, he's pleading. Oh, woe's me. I'm sorry. Oh, and they're like, shut up. We're out. <laughs> well, they're like, well, you know, there is there is a choice you can choose. The honorable one. He's like, no, never. Which you know, they they hint that you know, well, you could kill yourself. Then you may rot here till eternity's end and beyond, 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 beyond. Then he gets all mad and poof, uses his power and pops over to uh, Doctor Strange's Sanctum Samtorum, which I guess at this time, like they said in the synopsis, was the uh, headquarters for, or, or one of, or probably his last known headquarters that he knew where the Defenders would be. Because mm-hmm. I don't, because at this point, yeah, if they're with, um, they might, well, they might not yet be with the Angel off in uh, the Midwest. Not sure. I mean, it's close to that time frame, but I'm not sure. So he encounters Wong, he fights Wong, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, it's, you know, I shouldn't, you know, oh, I did a bad, bad thing, I'm sorry, Wong. I mean, he picks Wong up like he's ready to break his back or something, and he goes, oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, poor Wong. <laughs> Wong's like, what? That's I, I saw that in the WWE. <laughs> where he picked somebody up. But, but it, you know, now is, I think we're getting to the point now where the art is already starting to drop a little bit on that page. Yeah, right. Like I think right after he punches the wall, that next panel down, and from mm-hmm. that point forward, yeah, it's just not like the following pages where the where chapter one of the rest of the story proper starts. Eh, well, well, we do we do have two anchor. Well, we have more than one anchor. Excuse me. We have Jack Abel and crew. Mm, hold on. Let me so see I, want, I wonder. I wonder if out. this is where somebody else took over inking. Hold on, on that's this what I should have looked at. You know, we didn't cover who. Oh, I'm such a terrible, terrible, uh, terrible host. Yeah, credits. Uh, J.M.D. Mateus is the writer. Uh, Al Milgram also did some of the some of the inks, so he must have done some of the inks inside too. Um, Jack Abel, Brett Breeding did the inks as well. Uh, Janice Chang did letters. Carl Gaffer did colors. Mark Grunwald was the editor, and Dan Crispy did the letters uh, and the cover letters. So. Yeah, while that's a nice shot of the Himalayas and not a bad shot of Thor, I don't like his face. I don't know, he's, he just looks kind of derpy. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, but that's not an overall bad shot. I like the way the the, the background looks and it's the way the cape's blowing on him. Yeah, his face just looks a little... Like, a lot of the faces from this point, especially, had to look like everybody looks like they're stoned or something. They're just too freaking happy. <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Especially some of the close-ups on Thor and Cap later. It's like, what? Yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah, so he starts to talk to Thor, and he's, you know, sitting there wallowing in... in, It's like an an emo kid. He's he's all huddled in the snow. Yeah, Mm. he's in in kind of a, you know, a, uh, what you call it? Uh, He's got his legs drawn up to his chest. He's got his arms folded over him, his head down, and his knees like, oh, what was me? 
Wozy, wozy, wozy. So, you know, and uh, Thor's like, oh, hell, friend. What are you doing here? Oh, for hours now I have sat lost in thought, pondering that very question. What is that brings any creature to the depths of despair, the edge of doom but himself? And Thor's like, can we get some mead? Oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> He's like, join me. Let's go join the Avengers. Really? You don't have much of a vetting process, do you, Thor? Yeah, that was, that's, he's pretty quick to just uh, offer him uh, asylum. Uh, and, and, well, I don't want to give away the – well, you already read the synopsis, so I guess it doesn't matter. I'm not spoiling anything. Yeah. But as as you, as you're reading it at this point, I'm starting to think, you know, maybe he's genuine in his uh, wanting to change his ways. Mm-hmm. And that you know, he just doesn't know how. You know, that sometimes when, when the defenders get involved, he, he starts to lose it a little bit. But it's because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know the right way to react. But as it turns out, no, no, he's still evil. Well, because one thing that uh, when when Thor says the name The Avengers, and he's like, ah, if they're anything like the Defenders Thor, I think not. I frankly had my fill of this world's superheroes. But, you know, Thor's like, no, my friend. And then that picture where he's like, he's talking, it's just Thor looks kind of, he's like, I'm Thor. Yeah, he doesn't. He does not look tough in that picture. Yeah, it's like no. It's, it's like friend. he has generic face. Yes, no like, make him look you like could Thor. take this face, put little sweat beads on it, and we'll see that face two pages from now after Cap's working out. It's the same face, but we'll get to that page. So while he's talking, they pull back a little bit, and you see a shadowy figure behind a rock where they're standing, and so he agrees to go with Thor. Thor uses uh, the hammer, takes off, and says, and let us away! And then as they fly away, this this figure who is a female figure of what um, Nebulon looks like, which why they just didn't call her Nebula, I don't want to put... Well, maybe, did they already have Nebula by this time? I don't think so. I think Nebula, well, you mean Thanos' granddaughter? I don't know. That's who she was in the comics, if I remember. Mm -hmm. She claimed to be. Yeah, I don't think it was ever confirmed. So I don't this, think a paternity was ever confirmed. Right. So this person comes around like she was, and then she sees them go away, and she kind of holds her hands up, and there's a flash of yellow, and then you're to assume that she disappears. Next, we cut to Avengers Mansion, viewing from the outside, and then we see Cap going through one of those. It would be a, it would be the equivalent to an 80s montage, but it's done all in one panel where you see Cap is going through a whole exercise regiment which is is not a bad it's not badly drawn i mean it's it's i mean well the picture of him actually exercising isn't badly drawn. that's what i mean that one isn't yeah it but then the last one's kind of again the face looks a little hmm. and then that next one where he's pulling now it's nice that when he pulls it off he's sweating that they show you know he's working out but again he's got generic derp face like he's high it's the same smiling face at a different angle that Thor just had on the previous page. Yeah, I totally agree. There's, there's nothing to distinguish him except for the length of the hair. There's nothing to distinguish him from Thor. Yeah, and then uh, Wasp comes up and she's got a new little uh, orange outfit. She And it's cool because in one page, one panel, she's small and then boof. <laughs> well, she's, it's poof, but then you could also see, like, from her wings. Oh, yeah, 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 where that, she actually That they're grew. showing her actually growing. Yeah, which that's not a bad effect. No, I mean, but then so, I mean, we get to the bottom of the page and we have a shot of Iron Man where he looks terrible. <laughs> Drumming his fingers on a table. <laughs> Drummity drum. But you know that's, that's going to be that's like... That's actually the sound effect. That's yeah, it's right it. below his fingers, but you you know it's going to be like... 
Tink, 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 tink. You know, although the panel prior to Iron Man drumming his fingers, Wasp suddenly aged and looks like maybe Carol Channing with a brunette wig. <laughs> oh my gosh, Iron Man, you sound positively changed. <laughs> I mean, she looks so old there. Yes, she she looks like my grandmother, who's passed away, for God's sakes. You know, Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I could do uh, that character. <laughs> anyway, Thor pops in. Oh, and, and, and Okay, so the next page, uh, I don't, did, did Tony Stark just have a heart, a heart attack? Because <laughs> he's like, grab his chest plate. Ugh! Yeah, well, again, that that particular shot, I think, is is exceptionally poorly drawn as far as anatomically. He's trying to, to come up with kind of a clever angle there where he's down looking up at Iron Man as he's, I guess, getting up from the uh, the conference table and then with Thor and Nebulon in the background. You know, like he's getting up to confront Nebulon, but like you say, it looks like he's uh, having a heart attack. His legs don't look like they're properly proportioned. The fingers on his left hand look like they're very, especially like little spindly things. Hmm. And he's getting up saying, you know, because Thor says, oh, this is Nebulon, the celestial man. And uh, <laughs> Tony's like, uh, Iron Man's going, Nebulon, Nebulon, Nebulon. Which makes me think of Return of the Jedi. Like, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. <laughs> um, and, you know, t- t- Tony's like, haven't you bothered to read the computer file on alien threats? <laughs> Your new friend ally almost totaled the Earth several times. It's like, you know, and, 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 uh, Nebulon's like, ah, see, told you, Thor. Told you. They're not going to like me. And Thor's like, oh, you know, hey. Hey, oh, hey. Well, actually, it's, it's the Wasp that kind of you know, says, well, I'm sure, you know, he had a good reason for bringing him here. Right, Thor? Oh, and boy, that face on the next page. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> Wasp, but there, there be reason, no, to sway both man and God. But the, he's like looking down at the floor. I don't know. What is he? Did he drop a contact? I don't know what he's looking. And at. he looks like he's got a fat face. But then in the panel directly below it, so does Cap. Yeah, it's kind of wide. The only difference between Thor's face and the top one, and Cap's face directly below it, is that Cap has a, uh, a the cleft chin. chin. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you go down to the bottom. Iron Man looks. I think poor in the left shot. Uh, it almost looks like he has a black eye. And then Nebulon. Nebulon looks looks. looks weird. He looks. He looks like a Simpsons character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he so looks they, like they, the ha-ha just, kid. <laughs> just to kind of stay with the storyline a little bit, they're just about getting the Avengers convinced to give Nebulon a chance when the Defenders come bursting in. Now, I, I do want to back up to the first two panels of the page. The drawing of Nebulon on those two pages, I think, is great. With the way he's looking down, his hair is... Although, you got to figure, where's this fan coming from that keeps blowing his hair in certain directions all the time? Maybe maybe he's using his powers to do that. <laughs> I don't know. Because so, it makes it look fabulous. His hair is always in motion. Because we go to the next page where you're at now, and the Defenders are coming in. And again, Nebulon's hair is in motion, blowing towards the Defenders. Maybe it's alive. I don't know. But yeah, so then comes Beast, Valkyrie, Gargoyle, and the Silver Surfer, which then the Silver Surfer look a little off. Isn't that one arm of his look a little too long? Yes, very like, much so. He looks more got like... kind of a Reed Richards thing going. Yeah, he's like, you know, he's either, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mr. Fantastic, Mr. F- you know I'm going to do it. Mr. Fantastic, 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 Mr. Fantastic,
<laughs> I said fantastic because I couldn't say elongated man because I would have stuttered worse. But see, now I said it because I wasn't thinking about it. But yeah, but also, uh, Valkyrie looks very strange in her proportions. Well, her, that's because her uh, she, she looks especially are... thick. Dude, her breasts right? are pointing in two different directions. Yeah, and, and at least on her breastplate, there's a they very are. wide gap between each of them. I, it's, yeah, you know, she just doesn't look good. The, I mean, the gargoyle, gargoyle kind of looks doofy in every picture. So you know that that, that could be intentional. Beast looks okay. <laughs> They're like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> About the gargoyle, and Cap. All right, I can't believe the silver. Now we come to find out that the silver, uh, the defenders are kind of being mind controlled. Okay, there is no kind of the defenders are being mind controlled, but. Cap like takes one little step forward or one little movement, which immediately the Silver Surfer interprets as an attack. He moves to attack. <laughs> it's like what? Did I, what? What did I do? So, and then uh, oh boy, that next shot. What about Iron Man's face? What? What? What the hell happened? Which shot they, are we talking about on Iron Man? When, when going to the, the, the Silver next Surfer page? cuts loose. Yes. Well, he and, he looks like uh, you know what he looks like. What is it uh, when they do uh, order and chaos? You know what, what I'm talking about? Lord Chaos. You got Master Order, if I remember correctly, and Lord Chaos, or is it Lord yes. Order and Master Chaos? He, he um, looks like he looks like Chaos. <laughs> uh, Surfer attacks and uh, Nebula, or not Nebula? What's her name? Now? Nebula. Uh, oh, Star Supernella. Supernella is looking on with tears coming out of her eyes. Tears, I'm a clown. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but back up though. That is a nice shot of the wasp on the top panel. She looks good there. It's okay. I'm not just saying that because you can see her cleavage. It's all right. Hmm. I don't. I don't think it's outstanding, but it's yeah. Okay. Well, we should say that Supernella. She's in a. Uh, she's in a spaceship watching in synchronous orbit, and she's got. Uh... I always feel like Supernella's watching me. <laughs> I always feel like Supernella's watching me. And as um, Tom Harris would say, she's got the like the uh, interstellar voyeur scope. She's watching what's going on. Yeah. And yes, she's crying like the Indian on the litter commercials, who is actually an Italian guy. But that's a story for another day. So then it's time for a flashback. Flat, or as, as uh, um, DJ would say? Yes. Flashback time! Which this is just a few hours ago. Now, you know, that's not a bad shot of Valkyrie on the horse. It's all right. It's Again, it's, you know... the, the shots hey, Horses are, are tough to draw. The shots that are good are okay. And the shots that are bad are bad. Well, okay, yes. yes. I don't think I don't think we have any like the ones that are good. I don't think we have any, at least to now. We, I I don't think I've seen any where I thought this is outstanding. It's just like yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> okay, so it's saying that there's a note at the bottom of the page. This story takes place a short time after Defenders 109, so they're not quite to the Midwest and met up with Iceman and Angel yet. So, uh, yeah, so Valkyrie's riding into, um, you know, I don't know where. Uh, where are I, she? Are they at, at uh, Nighthawks Riding Academy still, or are they somewhere else at this point? I'm not sure where they're at. It's his destination towards a certain west side brownstone, so it's definitely not. Uh, yeah, and Wonga's there. This, so this is Doctor Strange. Oh, house. well, why didn't they say it's the Sanctum Santorum? They don't. Sh oh, anyway. And these, that's an awful big window that she's coming through while riding Aragon. Okay, the window's so big. How and big so is it? That the horse doesn't even fill the window. You could yeah, still there's, fit a there's pony still about, in underneath the horse. Yeah. But but yeah, he almost decapitates her because he's high enough. <laughs> so, yeah, and there's a little bit of a coloring error 
Although yeah. I don't know if the, uh, the when beast we have is pink, pink. Pink beast. <laughs> yeah. When Valkyrie shakes his hand. And again, we have a panel where the Valkyrie's breasts are pointed in, like they're Google eyes. They're pointed in two different directions. At least two the breastplate is. And with too much space in between the two of them. And one's kind of looking up and one's looking down. <laughs> All kinds and, of... Uh, and her hips points. are ready to bear children. Oh, hell yeah. So she's like, heard you missed me, I'm back. And then poof, Supernella, Super Vanilla, Super Duper, Super Cleavage. Yeah, that's her name. She pops in. Man, yeah, she, she, tries to, she tries to fool them into attacking. And then when they don't, she just uses her uh, very ill-defined powers to influence their minds. Yeah, because Beast is like, wait, I'm going to call the Avengers to see what's up. And she's like, but Beast. And he's like, huh? You already did that. Remember? Remember. Wink, wink. <laughs> she put her katra in him. Oh, yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> and they laughed at me like I wasn't even worthy, like I wasn't worthy in a, a, an answer. Ah. Ah. So then, oh, wait. No, they're not at the Sanctum Santorum because Matt, he, because Wong, that's right. Uh, Wong says, Master Beast, this Nebulon is the reason I came rushing here today. Oh, okay. He appeared last night at my master's house. And and what and what Wong says a gargoyle I I don't remember something seems to be blocking my thoughts hmm let's see there's only one new element has been introduced in the story next to you guys at this time and you can't see it because well yeah plot ill-defined mm -hmm. powers so they're like well we should get you know I think we need the silver surfer oh here let me put my ill-defined powers hand on your head think think think. Poof. And through the power of positive thinking, the Silver Surfer has appeared. <laughs> and he's like, what? Where? I was in a shower. A little warning, guys. I need to take my little silver suit off. <laughs> little Norin. <laughs> little Surfer. Oh my God, it's silver. Ew. And then we cut back to the battle between the Defenders and the Avengers, which, with the exception of Thor, I don't think there's anybody in the Avengers who could hold up to the Silver Surfer. Oh, no, no, on contraire, because just, we're going to see... Just because the story Man says the, they can doesn't Iron mean... Man uses that whatever battery siphoning power. You know, he's really up those uh, solar batteries from those the first <laughs> issue. <laughs> they had to do that for, for plot purposes because they wanted, uh, they wanted to up Valkyrie's power level to show she could fight with Thor. So since she's fighting with Thor, you needed to have somebody else fight the Silver Surfer. So yeah. it's like, eh, we'll just pretend Iron Man can do this. He could do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Valkyrie sucker punches Thor. And he's like, whoa, I say the nay. And we get angry Nebulon face. Well, which is okay. Yeah, not bad. Although one of his cheeks looks like he's it's a little swollen. Mm -hmm. And now that next shot there, that one with the Wasp and Iron Man, that really doesn't look bad. That doesn't look, I mean, there's good detail on it. That's all right. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna I mean, I'm giving it. I'm, I'm giving it a little. You know, I mean, it's you're, better you're, than some of the You're others. looking for the positives, and I'm and you're not. not. Help, I'm not helping you. <laughs> and then the next he does is uh, jazz hands. You know, how's this? Bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah, I just and, don't see that Iron Man could could compete with the Silver Surfer. I, I just don't. I, well, yeah, because that like that whatever that shot was, it blows. I don't know. It looks like it blows a hole in the ceiling, and drops the roof on him, and they all split out of there to fight out in the streets and then they decide i know where we'll go the himalayas now this must be a different penciler inkler here or 
in inker here because like Thor looks different. Like the faces look totally different now, don't they? They yeah, look a little yeah, the, better. Yeah, the, the lines are a little bit more, a little darker, a little bit more defined. But it even looks like the coloring's a little different. Hmm. Like in, on the the page before it, it looks a little bit more light and pastel like, and this is just seems to be a little darker, a little deeper. But I think it's all colored by the same person, which is a little strange. But it definitely looks to be a darker inking. I'm, I'm, I haven't really given any thought to who the inkers might be on individual pages, and I'm not sure I'd be able to tell. But you can definitely tell that there's different hands doing it. Yeah. So Nebulon transports them to the Himalayas. Wasp is pretty cold because she's wearing a short skirt. Iron Man's kind of... Could see his breath coming out of his uh his faceplate it's very rare that you get to see his teeth through the <laughs> and his eyes like he's like he looks like the eyes Dr. once in a while but not yeah. the teeth. i don't i don't remember seeing the teeth through the mouth i mean that's kind of dangerous because like that would be wide enough for a bullet to go flying through there and shoot him in the mouth you know you get somebody like bullseye he could probably throw something right through that hole in his armor but no uh, so due to plot contrivance the defenders appear in the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. And fight, 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 fight. And, a and very, this is where the very bad the, shot of the, of the Valkyrie at the bottom right. Oh, this is a bad shot of We must beast. do whatever we must. That's oh, just... yeah. But the way whatever we must, it's like every other letter is like one's low, one's high, one's low, one high. It's like whatever I had to like read it twice before I could actually see what she was saying, and that is not Captain America in the page before in the panel before. I don't know who that guy is that stole Steve Rogers' outfit. I don't know if Frank Castle stole the outfit. Yeah, I thought it was uh, was it Dennis Dumphy. That's that does not look like Cap. And I think we have another anchor now again. Yeah, I think we've changed anchors again. I think so, we changed anchors from the top panel of this page to that those two bottom panels. And on the previous page, I don't like the one with the beast. I mean, what do you think with the small... I mean, it's a precursor of the cat eyes he would have later when he mutated again into, well, quite frankly, a cat. Yeah. Then yeah. with the next page, the splash page, if I had to guess, I would say that's inked by Don Perlin. That's what mm. that looks like to me. I have no idea if that's accurate or not. What's, so, around, the, what's around the surfer's wrist? Uh... Iron Man's oh, it's hand. Iron Man's hand. Yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> it's like he's, he's holding Iron Man's left wrist, and Iron Man's right wrist is holding the Surfer's left wrist. Yeah. They're each holding the other's left wrist mm-hmm. as they do the dance of power rays. <laughs> the dueling. Power but now, now the Surfer. I don't. I mean, I know the Surfer does the thing where he shoots rays out of his hands, but I don't think he's limited to that. Doesn't he have a high I, strength I think that's, level? That's almost like by choice. I think he can. Expel energy any way he chooses chooses to. So Iron Man grabbing his hand and turning it shouldn't be able to stop him. Again, I just don't see an Iron Man surfer battle as being a an even fight. Uh, Beast looks very weird to me. The way he's flipping. Uh, one leg looks very big. One not so much. He should be tearing his groin by the way he's going there. I don't know. Well, I don't think that's a splash page at all. Conceptually, it's fine, but in actual uh, execution, I think it's terrible. Yeah. I'm just looking something up real quick on Iron Man versus Silver Surfer's strength levels. The Marvel Wiki had him as... Um, wiki, Wiki, Wiki. Had him as, like, a level 6, whatever that means. Now I'm trying to find... At who at level 6? Iron Man? Iron Man. Uh, no, Silver Surfer. 
So I'm trying to see uh, what this says. Iron Man. Well, that's Wikipedia. I don't know. I can't. Eh, whatever. Doesn't matter. I don't think Iron Man should be able to stop Silver Surfer. So we, we are in agreement on that. Oh, wait, Beast against uh, Cap is a pretty even fight. Yeah. Uh, Thor against Valkyrie, I could nope. see what they make uh, it into such, but I don't think Valkyrie is at Thor's strength level. The and I know they Universe, did it in the Marvel Universe Wiki has them both at the same strength level, which I call bullshit. Okay, maybe the same strength, but yeah. Surfer has power cosmic. Exactly. I, I don't think Valkyrie is strong enough to hand-to-hand combat Thor. Even though, again, in Ragnarok, they did present it that way in the movie. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Super Nelia's coming down. She's she's basically got thong going now. Ooh. She's not, she's not yeah, just wearing she's... onesies. She's got, you know, when they show her from behind, she's showing some butt cheeks. <laughs> and uh, then you know, Thor goes to fly away. That shot of him actually flying with the hammer. Is, is it stretching his arm out of the socket? What's going on? <laughs> there? Of course, Thor yields to no one. I do kind of like the shot of Iron Man being shot by the Silver Surface power. Mm-hmm. That cosmic bolt nearly tore me apart. Well, it should have torn you apart. It's a cosmic bolt. Yeah, because when I was looking up um, their power levels, uh, Silver Surfer's got him beat in energy manipulation and durability. So, yeah, I think he probably should have blown him out of his armor. But uh, So then the Wasp is fighting the Gargoyle. And, uh, and, and I guess they can make that even, because I think the Gargoyle is strong enough that... Her stings shouldn't really hurt him too much, right? Uh, but he's so deferential to women. You know, he's he's Gorgo. Well, he's an, an old man. An old man, yeah. And he's, yes. he and goes he's by very, some you know old. He's very old fashioned. If I remember correctly, isn't his name Isaac Christensen or Christian? Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. From and yeah. So uh, Thor uses the hammer and zaps the bejesus out of Valkyrie on the horse and probably kills that poor horse. <laughs> Um, and they basically knock each other out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, um, Nebulon, uh, cushions Thor's blow to the earth, and Iron Man sneaks up and puts earmuffs on the Silver Surfer. And but that, that makes more sense. It, those yes. are the, the gauntlet, not gauntlets, but those are those, uh, those, those are the side packs. Yeah, That's, the side yeah. packs up in his arm. But that makes sense. That's like what Dr. Doom did to him. To, mm. to absorb his power True. from him. True. So that at least makes sense to me. What what they were doing before that didn't. Yeah, then he's like beefs him up his strength to take a hunk of mountain and ram it down your throat. Ram it down your spine. <laughs> and then the silver surfer gives Iron Man the finger. <laughs> he doesn't flip no, see 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 where it's like he he, he comes out and he points his finger like You've been a naughty boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he basic, and they knock each other out. And I'm like, get out of here. Well, the only reason I'm willing to accept that is because, is because he's psyched now Iron Man. Of him. Yeah, he absorbed power from the Silver Surfer. So his power is boosted by that, and the Silver Surfer's power level is dropped. So I, I can kind of go with that. Again, once you siphon off the power, that changes things. Yeah. But when he's at full strength, there's no way Iron Man should be able to keep up with him. And, and Wasp takes out gargoyle because gargoyle in a moment of weakness is worried about having hurt her and she zaps him right in the face she knocks uh, him out but suddenly he feels she feels so blasted weak and passes out herself and the same is basically going on with iron with captain america and the beast who are kind of getting more and more angry at each other but also like losing their strength uh and then captain america as he has done in the past i believe 
just stops fighting. Being the tactician. And realizes maybe yeah, if he's... I'm sorry, finish what you're saying. Yeah, that if he, you know, he's hoping the beast will come to his senses and realize that Cap's not fighting back and break the hold that's on him, which that's a, you know, kind of a ballsy move. And it does snap Beast out of it. Oh my god, I'm going to kill you. Oh, what the heck's wrong with me? Ah, it was mind controlled. Uh, plot. I counted on the fact that you would snap out of it. Uh, now my face is all bloodied and everything. Yeah, but Beast's, Beast's face looks very weird in the shot where they're like nose to nose. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Kilgrave, the purple man. <laughs> the blue only, man. Only he's blue. And then we go to the next page, which again looks like it's another anchor. Mm-hmm. Line, line work looks different again. And it's Supernalia and Nebulon confronting each other. And this is where we learn that, oh, this th- is that they both kind of have evil. Yeah, and I don't want to go through all the exposition. But we learn they both, they both kind of have evil intent. To sum it up, the basically he, their alien race is supposed to not interfere. He interfered. He, feared, he got exiled. He should ju- choose death instead of exile because he's a wuss. That's what she's telling him. Then he's got he's got an evil plot. Plot, plot, plot. Evil, evil. You're evil. I'm evil. You interfered. No, you interfered. No, no, I don't interfere. Oh, crap. I did interfere. Oh, I need to die, too. Does that kind of sum it up? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because she basically pulls out a gun and turns it on herself, and he smacks the gun away, and that's when Cap turns the machine, and it takes out, the, it shoots the two of them. And then they turn into the little creatures at the end of uh, the Star Trek episode. We're going. Ur, 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 ur. They, they both turn into Cat's paw. To Norm, Norm McDonald from uh, <laughs> from the Orville. From the Orville. <laughs> well, I guess that's better than those little things at the end of Cat's Paw. But they, um, yeah, I guess they have kind of a Klingon sense of honor that if you've been dishonored, you know, you need to like end your life to uh, regain it. Yeah. Oblivion, Nebulon greets you. Yeah, bye bye. And you know, yeah, and, and conveniently they both die, and it's over. Yeah. And I did look it up, and I don't believe there are any future appearances by either one of these characters. Ah, that would be incorrect. Is it okay? Well, then when I where I looked it up was incorrect because I, I read didn't... somewhere that Nebulon. Well, it may. Well, actually, it's in my book right here. Book. Now, what the book says, and this is kind of, it may or may not be an appearance of Nebulon, because what it said was, <laughs> Nebulon turns up in the Grim Reaper's Legion of the Unliving in Avengers 353 in 1993. However, some of that Legion were later revealed to have never died. The Legion members were subsequently identified as normal human victims of the Reapers, reanimated as zombie imposters. So I guess it's inconclusive if he did appear. Well, it was still Nebulon, sort of. 353-ish. Nebulon-ish. Yeah, that would be, and I've got my book. Let me look in the book. 353. That's in 1992. That's the era where the Avengers are Hercules, Black Knight, Crystal, the Vision, Cersei. Oh, that's the uh, that's the uh, the jacket era. Yeah, I'm just taking a quick look at it. I don't see the jackets in there, but it is that grouping time frame. And I do, and I do see I do see Nebulon among the Legion of the Unliving, along with uh, Zemo and who else do I recognize here? Uh, 
Oh, you're looking at the actual comic, aren't you? Yeah. I was trying to look in the... Uh... Well, we got Baron Zemo, the black, the original Black Knight. Villains, Grim Reaper, First Red Legion Guardian. Amon Hoptep, Baron Zemo, Black Knight, Inferno, Nebulon, Necrodamus, Count Nefaria, Red Guardian, Starstalker. Oh, wow. Star Amon Hotep, wasn't he uh, at the beginning of the Celestial Madonna saga? Wasn't that the well, vampire the Starstalker thing? was... Oh, yeah, you're right. Hmm, I think so. The one that had been there for, you know, a millennium, but then they killed him. Like, he walked into the sunlight and he was dead. <laughs> anyway, back to the story at hand. Where were we? Well, we, actually, we were at the point where they died. and uh, Yeah, basically, that's the, it, you know. And, and then, you know, it's goes, just a matter of everybody giving their regrets at the end as to. Darn, that's the end. <laughs> and then, then as, as a bonus, we have the Avengers bylaws, which I didn't read. I didn't read either. Funding, uh, major funding, uh, operations, jurisdiction, organization, punishment of criminals, affiliations, security, discorporation. So that's Avengers Annual number eleven. What'd you think? Well, didn't you already ask me that at the beginning? I did. We're bookending. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I kind of remembered a totally different story and thought it was because I, I mean, I remember when I got this issue originally and i thought it was so much better but i don't know i don't know what happened maybe i'm thinking of a different nebulon story maybe i bought maybe this just... issue brand new and this is actually the first time i ever read it <laughs> do you have any regrets <laughs> it's fine you know it it's was, okay it was it a passive time story. it's not a bad story yeah it's not a bad story but it's not it's just an annual and an annual because i guess they didn't want to chop up two issues I'm going to say I mean, this despite my fear of setting you into song, but it's just not as bombastic as I would have liked. That's okay. I already did one okay. so far. Mr. Lova Lova. It still sets you off. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just would expect it just to amp it up just a little bit more than what we got. That's the only thing. But otherwise, it's you know, it was entertaining. It was fine. But, you know, this is before the days of when Marvel was doing, like, the crossover the company-wide crossover with the annuals. We wouldn't see that for a few more years. Or, you know... But a lot of times, annuals, like, well, we just... Well, no, those were, those were giant sizes. Those weren't a a annuals that we just did in the uh, Celestial Madonna. But but still, a lot of times, an annual may have... Uh, it seemed like they would sometimes cap off some big events. Or just... They would usually have more oomph. Like, the annual... Bef uh, two annuals... What is this, 11? The annual before this is with the in introduction of Rogue and... Mm -hmm. Carol Market, uh, yeah, I mean, was it Carol Martin? No, it's Carol not Marcus. Carol Marcus. That's, Carol that's Star Trek. That's Star Trek. Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers, with Marcus, and didn't she? That was wasn't there where she got raped or no? Yeah. Am I, well, no. no, it's that's not when she got raped. Oh, that's later in, in issue. 200. That was in two hundred. This that's is right. when she but, comes back. This is this issue ten. Oh, this Again, is, now we're talking about a different that's annual right. here. Uh, annual number ten was effectively Chris Claremont, who had read number two hundred and thought what. He thought WTF, <laughs> and and then he addressed it in the story he wrote in Annual Number Ten. Right. Okay. Yeah, like how do, how do you you know she's already she's obviously being mind controlled. How do you just leave her there with Marcus? And then they have her come back in that issue saying I was obviously being mind controlled. You know he was uh, you know pretty much mind raping me and you left me there with him. And at this point, isn't she binary by that time in number well, that's 10? That's when she, she gets attacked by Rogue and loses her... Uh, that's right, when she lost all... That's power. right, that's when she then got... Yeah, because she lost her powers. And then she becomes powers. binary later. That's right, she becomes... I want to say because she becomes binary in the X-Men with the Star Jammers, somewhere around there, I think. You're always bringing it over to anime freaks. 
What do you mean anime freaks? What are you talking Star about? Star Jammers. Star Jammers were not. That's Star Blazers. Oh, okay. Star Jammers were the ones in the X Men. The one I, that was I know. Uh, just oh, trying okay, to sorry. abuse me. Don't abuse me. I learned it from you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, it was serviceable. I mean, okay. So we you you, you mean to grade it? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> C plus for the cover. Um, mm, C minus, D plus for the art and the story. C plus. So I guess a flat C. Okay. Uh, cover. I'm gonna give the cover a C plus, and that's based more on the fact that seeing all these heroes on the cover would be enough to make me buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just got enough going on there that I'd be like, ooh, I got to get this one. Uh, but it's not the most well-rendered cover. I think, it, you know, it, it had the potential. You, with with what they were drawing, they had the potential of putting something together that could have been an A cover, but it's a C. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interior art, I think, is almost by definition, I think the penciling is average or slightly below average. And then I think it's victimized further by the lack of consistency in the inking, uh, which I, I know that's not Al Milgram's fault because, you know, he, I'm sure he didn't say, oh, can you get me 12 different people to ink this book? Uh, but just the same, you know, we're rating it on what the final product is, not based on the intentions. So I'm going to say a D on the interior art. And then the story, it's not the most original tale ever but it's kind of entertaining and it was kind of decent so i'm going to say a c plus on that and overall i'll give the book a c yeah so i mean you know they can't all be ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah. nope if they were all like that then it stops being as worthwhile to listen to us and yeah again this this was a case of you know oh yeah i remember this being great oh wait <laughs> And I didn't remember anything and decided we would go with it. So I guess on the next Avengers Spotlight, we will either do another random book or we'll be moving on to Avengers 141. One of yeah, those if we can two. Get, if we can get D-Man the show back up. Yep. Yeah, we, you know, I, I think we pretty much don't want to do those Spotlight episodes without Scott here. Well, Scott's on assignment. He's uh, he's working hard for the money, so hard for it, honey. So you better treat him right. Well, to, to be right. fair, Scott's been working a lot of hours lately, so it makes it hard for him to get out and or to. It makes him hard. It makes it hard for him to be available at the time that we're recording, and when he on occasion is available, it's hard for him to step away from his family. So, you know, he'll he'll be here with us when he can. That's all. Family, family. As long as he records a show. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right, you got anything more to, to to about this before we close it out? No, I think this, uh, like I said, this was a case of nostalgia overriding, you know, programming. All right, and for me, it was like I said, it was a new. Blank been, slate. You were, It's been it's been were, sitting in a bag and board for years and years, but I never read it until now. It's 1982. Wow. Yeah, 30, 30 something years. It's been sitting there unread, unloved, untouched by human hands. You want to buy you it on eBay? Blank slate. You were tabla rosa. <laughs> Tabla Pulsa, whatever. Pulsa Wood? <laughs> I don't know. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. 
Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Good night, Mr. Robinson.